Do you hear that? Stop. Listen for a sec. That's the sound of background noise, and it's starting right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. Pretty excited for today's episode. I know I say that every episode, but that's because I am always excited. Today, we're sitting down with Miles from his project, Miles from Home. He's an artist outside of Vancouver. It's very chill and rocky and classic and psychedelic, and I love it so much, especially your latest single, Full Flower Moon, which we will talk about in a little bit. But first, I always like to get the show started by just letting you tell me a little bit about yourself, you as a musician, kind of your little shtick. Yeah, my name is Miles. I go as Miles from home. I work for a fusion energy company uh, based in Vancouver, and I also balance uh, playing music. So I kind of say that uh, music is my... Uh, is my main job and my uh, and my fusion job is my is my side project. Uh, it's not always how it is, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, I moved to Vancouver seven years ago, and I've been playing in various bands ever since. And coming out of the pandemic has been has been brilliant, and I've really I've really been excited to get back to playing and uh, playing. I mean, playing for people is what, of course, ultimately motivates me. So, so you said you moved to Vancouver about seven years ago. Where did you move from? Uh, so I'm actually moved from Montreal. I went to university at McGill in Montreal, um, and I'm originally from Manitoba. So that's my my route out west. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense as to the song Manitoba, which we will talk about later on because I love. The chorus you have in there will go more into depth. Uh, but first, I want to talk about that latest single with the other project, Narfunkel, which later in the show, we'll talk a little bit more about too and play some of the songs from Narfunkel. But first, let's talk about Full Flower Moon. Tell me a little bit about that song and the music video with it as well. So it's, uh, it's certainly a, a deeply personal song for me. I spent the most, most of my first years as a songwriter writing songs about abstract stories of people that I imagined. And then sort of later on, recently, I've really sort of pivoted to writing a much more specific songs about times. So that song is about uh, full flower moon. So I, I, I had learned that, that all of the moons each, each month full moon has a name. Uh, that's, uh, some of them are from Native North American names or, uh, from the farm, farmer's almanacs. There's essentially 12 names from every moon of, of every month. And I met this girl on, on a full moon in May, which is the full flower moon. And that was the inspiration for the song. And, and the song, uh, is, is very specific about, to me, about, uh, our relationship and, and the night that we met. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been difficult to sing, um, because of, because of how personal it is. And I, and I, I guess I, I guess after I wrote it and recorded it, I understood why people don't always do that. They kind of shy away from writing super specific songs because it's, it's, you know, you really tear down the wall when you, when you do that. Uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a growing process for me to continue to play that song years, uh, now. I mean, I wrote it, uh, you know, before the pandemic. So to continue to play it now is, is, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. Right. Well, one thing I really 
liked about that song in particular is kind of that like East Indian vibe. Did you have a sitar in that song? Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. 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 So there's a sitar playing. Um, in my uh, So in Narfunkel, the other band that I'm in, uh, Tyler, uh, the other guitar player, singer, he also plays a sitar, which I actually learned to play during the pandemic. But another thing that gives it that vibe, well, I mean, a lot, we, we, we really leaned into that. Um, you know, we have a, a tabla, which is the Indian hand drum. We also have the harmonium. So we, we really kind of leaned into the Eastern influences. Um, and, but what gives it, part of what gives it that vibe, I think, is that it's actually, uh, the, the verse is in 7-4. Uh, so I didn't actually write so unusual to me, usually what I'll, how I'll come up with songs is I'll, I'll play the guitar and then I'll come up with the riff. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. And then I'll kind of take from there. I wrote this song differently. I actually wrote this melody and the rhythm of the, of the verse when I was on my bicycle. So when I was biking to work one day, I actually wrote that, that sort of, that cadence of, of, uh, when I drive along the way, like I, I kind of like, it's almost it feels like you're on a bike, you know? So I actually, then I got back to my guitar and I already had the verse and then I kind of wrote the guitar around it. And it's actually only when I started playing it with Tyler and other people that they just couldn't figure out the timing at all. They're like, what's going on? Cause seven four, I don't know how much you know about like written music or music theory, but seven four basically means that there's bar four four, like there always is common time. Then there's bar three four, which makes it confusing because if you're playing in regular common time, that next, you know, you're expecting there to be a fourth beat on that second measure, but all of a sudden you're back on the one. So it's like every time when you think you have the groove, you kind of miss it. So it actually only was when we sat down and tried to play it together when we realized, I was like, oh, wait, this isn't sevenfold. Um, so it, that also helps to sort of give it that vibe. That's so much fun, riding on the bike on the way home. I, I love that. And now that you say that, I can definitely hear that, especially in that part of the song which we'll play right away here full flower moon and then when we come back i want to talk about manitoba because you said that's where you were from originally and honestly that song is so much fun i had i laughed so hard but let's listen to full flower moon first Drive along the way that bears your name Or research plasmas relaxate When I wake up and I look and I see the sea Or drink strange blends of mushroom tea Through these And before I play, I think 
Listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning into Background Noise today. I'm sitting down with Miles from his project, Miles from Home. We just listened to Full Flower Moon. I love the kind of psychedelic vibe to that song so much. Honestly, I like all the music you've put out so far everything has just had such a specific and cool fun feeling to it one in particular i really enjoyed was the song manitoba so many things about that song i liked one the main chorus always happy to see you always happy to leave you <laughs> i love that and then the like in the post production there the pan that happened with the guitar when I was listening to it with my headphones on. I thought that was so much fun. But why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit more about writing that song? Absolutely. So, so that song is actually a, 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 a oldie for me. Like that's that we're going back. Uh, I think I recorded that one uh, ten years ago. Uh, so a lo- long time ago. Um, so I've I've kind of been in other projects throughout. Uh, I was in a different project in Montreal, I was in a different project in in Vancouver, and now I'm kind of revisiting this. So it's it's funny to hear about these old songs that I haven't thought of in a while. So Manitoba, yeah. So actually, with Manitoba, it um, it came about. I had already recorded the music for us for a song that was totally different than that uh, for my very first album, Miles from Home, that I was recording in a friend's basement in Montreal. It was kind of my first uh, recording uh, project on my own. And I didn't. I decided I didn't want to sing that old song anymore, but I'd already recorded all the music. So I basically wrote a new song uh, to that to that melody. And it's funny, there's, like there's going to be a recurring theme here. I actually came up with that one, <laughs> believe it or not, when I was swimming. Uh, which honestly, this is like probably the only two songs in my life that I've come up with. I'm not I'm really not why well, actually I'm reasonably active, but I'm not as active as it seemed from my two stories. But I, I came from Manitoba and I think that anyone that comes from 
on the prairies or the Midwest or small towns anywhere in the world can can identify with this feeling of of being well, first of all, wanting to leave. Uh, you know, that was that was something that you know I, I kind of grew up with that old cliche. The first thing I'm going to do is get the hell out of this town, and I did. Um, and I kind of never looked back. Um, but I did look back in the sense that, you know, it's always, it's like, I still have family there and, you know, I still have all these memories there of, 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 you know, going to school and, and being a kid. So it's always nice to, to go back. Right. Um, so, you know, it's always, it's always, I'm always happy to see you, but you know, after being there a couple of days, as much as I love my family and I love seeing my family, you know, it's always like, all right, this is, uh, this is enough. It's time to go back to, and also because I've begun to build my life in other places that, it, you know, it, it doesn't, it's also kind of a, to me, it now is, it's, it's kind of get to a point where you don't really know what home is anymore. Like I, I still have people, you know, I'll go back to Winnipeg for Christmas and they'll be like, Oh, are you going home for Christmas? I'm like, I mean, I haven't lived there in over 10 years. So it doesn't necessarily feel like home anymore, but it does in a way. So, you know, it's, it's kind of about that too. But. Cool. Yeah. I guess I forgot to mention that song Manitoba was off your self-titled 2011 album. And I want to play another song off that album as well, Life in the Sun. Because, like, I I also loved that song. It just, it felt warm. And honestly, you're so good at just writing really catchy choruses and just, like, lines that really stick out. Why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about Life in the Sun, and then we'll spin those two songs. Absolutely, yeah. Well, thank you so much, by the way. I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, Life in the Sun. So, Life in the Sun, actually. So, Manitoba, I love the song. I haven't been playing it much lately. Uh, I certainly would play it if I would be back in Manitoba or anywhere on the prairies. Life in the Sun, though, I actually have uh, kept playing. Um, basically, it's, it's honestly one of those songs that just never seems to go away. Uh, and it's always... And people bring that one up a lot um so life in the sun i, I remember i had the the chords and the chords are quite simple uh i mean a lot of my old stuff's pretty straightforward um i mean not that my new stuff's not but anyways i was on the balcony with my friend in montreal and it was raining outside and and, it, and he, yeah he's he kind of i don't remember i don't remember exactly how it came about but you know he said something along the lines of you know that sounds kind of kind of like a happy sad song or you know it felt like it felt like it needed to be because it has this like the chorus it has this ascending you know um which is typically sort of a happy kind of uh western music kind of thing uh but you know at the same time it felt like it, there was maybe some sort of uh like i don't know sort of like sort sort of sad tragedy to it as well uh, so that's how that came out um, and like I say, yeah, I've basically been playing it, uh, playing it ever since. Awesome. Now I know it was a long time ago, but where did you go about recording that 2011 album? Uh, so it was in NDG with uh, a guy by the name of Chris Yates. Um, and he, uh, I was in a band with another guy called Sean Madden, who I don't know if um, anyone is going to be listening to this that lives in Montreal, but he owns Second Encore Books on Sherbrooke. Great little spot. At least it used to. I haven't talked to the guy in a while. But I think he probably still owns it. Um, so yeah, I, I met him in Montreal and, and he had a, a little basement studio that he had put together. 
and I didn't know anything at the time about recording or didn't have any gear or anything like that. So yeah, I, I, I ended up getting a really good rate. This guy, uh, he had done some uh, recording training at Concordia University. And like I said, it was, it was my first, uh, experience recording my own stuff. And I went in and uh, cut the whole album in the summer of, of 2011. Yeah. And then released it in the fall. Awesome. Well, let's spin Manitoba and Life in the Sun. And then when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about that other project, Narfunkel, because it's so much fun. Flying in, looking down below. All I see is a frozen wasteland of snow Getting in its sound, looking all around A kaleidoscope of gray and brown Everyone seems so unshaken Living in a land so godforsaken And it's over, I'm always happy to see ya Thank mm-hmm. you. 
this whole time I've been trying for a life that you know should be mine Isn't it what we all want? Life in the sun, no more only fun I got a friend from the east She says life's family or it's feast Sometimes you got something that's going the best to background noise like what you hear follow us on instagram at background noise the show for links to episodes playlists and more we are back thank you so much for tuning in to background noise today i'm sitting down with miles from his project miles from home we just listened to a couple songs off of his very first self-titled album from 2011 but he has been involved in so many other projects and bands since then one really cool one that i like it's called Narfunkel, spelled G-N-A-R, like gnarly, and then Funkel. It is a pretty gnarly sound, and I really dig it. Why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about that project? Narfunkel really brought me back to, to playing music, honestly. I moved to Vancouver. I got really into mountain biking, got really into snowboarding, and just kind of living the BC dream. Uh, and it was really exciting to be in a new place in the mountains and the ocean. And I, I took some time off performing because I got a little burned out in Montreal and it's just kind of, you know, I was starting a new job and it's just kind of a big transitional period for me in my life. But I met Tyler at a party. Um, and we hit it off right away and we, we kind of were, we were, you know, we we're kind of like those friends were like, we didn't, we didn't really hang out right away, but we kind of knew of each other 
And then uh, he actually reached out for me to play his little music festival that he was throwing at his, at his, at his house, actually, which was a lot of fun. And he kind of brought me back to the table, really. He, he wanted me to come jam in with the, with the, with the band and with the, with the folks he was playing with. And honestly, for the first little while, I, I didn't really want to, you know, it was kind of like the idea of, of bringing my amp back into the basement and then, you know, thinking about, you know, getting that whole, like getting people out to shows and that whole idea of starting a band from the very beginning just was kind of daunting and it, and it didn't seem worth it. But, uh, but anyways, I, I, I finally decided to, and then honestly, the first time he jammed, um, you know, I was, it was, it was on. And it's been a ton of fun ever since. We really, we really don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, I, we have some songs like that we're very passionate about. Um, but you know, I think maybe sometimes in the past, I'm maybe taking myself a little bit too seriously with my music. So that's been, and the, the, it's really a collaborative project too. You know, it, it really is, um, you know, all four of us bring different musical backgrounds and, and different tastes and, and, and it's been an, and honestly, it's, it's the, it's, yeah, it's probably the first time when I, when I felt in a band where it was really, I felt, I've been in a lot of projects where I was being a bit of a lead, uh, not necessarily full lead, but like playing a bit more of a lead role. And then this one, it's very much feels more, more equal. And, and yeah, we released our, our debut album last year, uh, now in 2022. And then we played some pretty big shows. We opened up for Half Moon Run, which was incredible. We opened up for Five Alarm Funk here at the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver. So yeah, we've 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 had a very. It's obviously you know it's like that live music break during the pandemic, but coming back from it, it's been it's been awesome. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Cool, and I definitely want to talk a little bit more about that album uh, because it definitely builds off that Narfunkel theme. It's called Narnia again, spelled G N A R, because like I love that so much the cover is really good on the album too definitely fits that whole like narnia gnarly cool psychedelic theme why don't you tell me a little bit more about kind of writing that album and the concept for it and going with narnia with a g so we were playing all those songs right from the beginning of the band. Um, and actually, so A Million Monkeys is one of the songs on the album that actually was was originally on Miles From Home back in 2011. Uh, so it's changed quite a bit and was reinterpreted by Narfunkel. But honestly, Narnia came about from our show. So we we had played, we started playing in, in January 2019. So we basically had like all of, like basically, we basically had a year of playing before the pandemic hit. And we were iterating on our set and we kind of, we came up with the beginning uh, and we, we basically just took our set and made a record of it. Um, and how we did that or why we did that was, you know, in like everyone in sort of April, 2020, we realized, okay, this is going to be a while. Right. Um, you know, I think everyone in sort of the beginning, very beginning was optimistic that it wouldn't be too long for us. You know, by April, May, I was like, all right, it's going to be a while before we can get back to playing shows, you know, and, and we, you know, there was a time where we didn't know if we were ever going to be able to. But anyways, we, we decided to, to really, uh, lean into that because we felt this, this, this huge hole of, of, man, we had this, we had this band, like we were supposed to be going to Toronto to go to Canadian Music Week. You know, we had all this momentum. 
And then we just were had to hit the pause button. So we just took all of our energy and went into that and went into recording the album. And, and, you know, I can honestly say that there's absolutely no way that that album would have ever been made to the level that it was without that break. You know, we, we were, you know, like we were working on that for, we, we had already worked on the songs for a year. Then we did a year of pre-production where we basically did a track by track demo of every single thing on the record. Then we went in to record it at one of the best places in Vancouver. So, you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was an album like that, that sort of reached a level that I never have as a musician. So it was, it was really exciting and everyone was really invested in. And, you know, when we got to the studio, we, we worked with this, this great producer in Vancouver called Tom Bransky, who actually, he did, he was with the Zolas in the beginning, did some recording on the Zolas and I mean, he was in the band. And, um, anyways, yeah, it was, it was, it, it felt very, I mean, I've always wanted to get a, a, a vinyl press too, as you may see in my, my camera here. I got a vinyl collection. So, you know, for me to get that, to, to get that, uh, that album complete on vinyl was, was definitely a life moment for sure. That's cool. And you know, I'm really glad you brought up A Million Monkeys. I definitely want to play that one because it was another just really fun song. And I did notice that it was initially under that Miles from Home project. And you can definitely tell. It is from your Miles From Home project because, again, it has that really strong, just almost like one-line chorus that got a million monkeys and gave them a million typewriters. I I love that so much because I can just picture – I can picture it in my head, a million monkeys <laughs> writing on a million typewriters. So just how chaotic that would be. Why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about writing that song and, you know – Where'd you get the idea for a million monkeys and a million typewriters? Yeah. Uh, so that one, like I said, you know, it's from the first record, so it goes back a while. I remember I was working at a computational fluid dynamics lab at McGill, my very first, or no, my second summer there. And the, you know, the infinite monkey theorem um, is something that comes up, right? So it's basically like, you know, if, if you got, enough monkeys and you gave them typewriters and enough time that eventually one of them would type Hamlet. And essentially it's like a random character generator problem, right? How long would it take? And basically it takes, would take an infinite amount of time, right? Because of the complexity of writing that many, like of of just, you know, uh, randomly hitting those characters in a row. And at the same time, so this is something that had come up, you know, and I had taken, you know, first level statistics, first year statistics or whatever. So this is something that I had been aware of. And it's spooked in The Simpsons, and you know it's something that that people are aware of. And I, uh, again, um, you know, first year university, uh, it was a particular girl that I had met, and you know, it was it was sort of chaotic, and I was young and didn't treat. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, execute well. It wasn't, I wasn't a good guy, uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, and we were just, it was hedonistic times. And, uh, and it got to the point where it, the situation was unsalvageable. And, um, and it was my fault. And I wanted to sort of write. I wanted to explain my, where I was coming from. And it just completely felt hopeless. Um, so. I wrote the song instead, and it and it basically was from the sort of yeah the musing of of that you know 
they would be able to do a better job than I, than I can. Fair enough. Well, we're going to spin that song and then a couple more from that Narnia album. And then we, when we come back, we'll bring it back to the Miles from Home Project because I want to talk a little bit more uh, about some of the songs from your 2019 album, Reading, Writing, and Rhythmic. I've been trying to write a letter to you, the love of my life. I've been staying up day and night, but my pen is just alright. So I got me a million monkeys, and I gave them a million typewriters. Now I just sit here waiting, hoping they can get it right. Every girl that I meet in a dream can't compete.
Does it hard work like raising a farm? Or is it like keeping the rivers from the sea? Trees of the forest are my home, but the 
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We're back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise. Today, we're sitting down with Miles from his project, Miles From Home. Now, we just listened to a few songs from one of his other projects, Narfunkel, spelled like gnarly. It's very cool. I like it. <laughs> I want to bring it back, though, to his Miles From Home project. Uh, specifically your 2019 album, Reading, Writing, and Rhythmic. Because, I don't know, to me, that album sounded a little bit different from the other ones, specifically the song Molly Doesn't Move Anymore. It was just a very chill and slow song. And again, had that really strong chorus in it. So why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit more about that song. Molly Doesn't Move Anymore is an acronym, and it is about um, MDMA, and it is about that feeling that you get when you've done too much, um, and it's, you know, because it's basically, it's like a serotonin dump, right? So it just like dumps a lot of serotonin, and then you just like chemically cannot be happy, and I wrote about that feeling, and it was one of those ones where... I wrote the, I, yeah, it just kind of came out one day. Uh, I remember it fairly well. I was playing the guitar and yeah, it's just, I, honestly, it was again, one of those songs that, that, that I wrote and has kind of stuck with me ever since. And you know, it's, it's a crazy thing to, to be a songwriter. And, and, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm still, you know, local and, you know, it's like my friends, friends listen to my stuff. So, you know, take what I'm going to say with a grain of salt here, but what I, but it is, it's crazy to play the guitar and you're kind of jamming in your apartment and that's kind of what I always do. And, and every once in a while, there's just, you end up playing something that you play for the rest of your life. And it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, any given time, you know, like my guitar is 10 feet away from me right now. I pick it up from time to time when I'm working from home and, and, it's kind of crazy that sometimes you just play old songs. Sometimes you play new songs. Sometimes you play something that you're never going to play again. And sometimes just every once in a while, you write something that you're going to play for the rest of your life. And it's, it's, uh, it's addictive and it's, uh, it's an incredible feeling when you, when you get there. And that's another one of those ones that, that just has never gone away. And that's, and I still play that one. And honestly, with, with Miles from Home, I, I'm not sure if I'll ever not play that song. Uh, maybe one day. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think that, you know, it, it has always come up with people as, as being a favorite. And, and so, yeah, I played it a, quite a few times. That song actually, so there's a lot of like, uh, cross pollination and, and sort of mixing and matching. So that actually was originally released, uh, as a, as a, a song by my band called Cafe Racer in Montreal, uh, which was a bit more of like an electric version of it. Um, but then I, I sort of reinterpreted and acoustically for that record. Yeah, I definitely heard the Cafe Racer one before, but I do like the more acoustic one, and I'm so glad to hear that you play it in your set all the time because it, it it's such a beautiful song, and I feel like relays such an important message, not really important, but, like, universal message in it. And, like, 
I don't know. When I heard the song, I was like, you know what? Someone else gets that that feeling too. And then it it made you feel, you know, not so alone. And it made it made me feel better almost when I listened to that song. It's like it just it's a thing that happens, right? And it was so beautiful. I really enjoy that one. Well, thank you so much. Honestly, that's one of the greatest things about being a songwriter is, is creating things. And then, you know, I have the meaning that, that it meant to me, but of course it has its own meaning to whoever listens to it and interprets it with their own, you know, journey and biases that they have. So that's cool. I'm happy, really happy to hear you say that. Let's spin. Molly doesn't move anymore. And then when we come back, unfortunately, have to kind of wind down the show a little bit, but I always like to end it with one more song little spoiler this song i felt like just had a big like main character hallmark movie vibe to it which is why i think we're gonna save it for the end but first here's molly doesn't move anymore Anybody, any bill 
same Molly doesn't move anymore Now she's got an eye on the sky And an eye on the tour Oh, how things change and never stay the same Molly doesn't move anymore Nothing like the days gone by You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning into Background Noise today. It has been such an awesome show. I'm so glad to have came across Miles and his project, Miles From Home. Now, before we go, I do want to play one more song This one is Someday off that 2019 album, Reading, Writing, and Rhythmic. This one to me, I don't know why when I listened to it, but it just had like a main character, Hallmark moving ending vibe. Like I just, I listened to it and I felt like a movie was ending very successfully. I don't know. It was, it was really cool, but I know it has probably has a bit of like a, a heavier meaning to it but why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit more about that song yeah i mean i feel like i'm a, a pretty happy-go-lucky guy but certainly most of my stuff does have that sort of sad uh, meaning to, behind it and this song is no different and this song someday is oh, just basically poses an open question of of you know will will we ever meet again you know, is this ever going to, you know, and after we, after we split ways, you know, um, you know, will we live as lovers again or, or, you know, will we, uh, you know, someday we'll meet as strangers again. And then I've always been someone that's very 
focused on dates, you know, so a date will come around and I'll be like, five years ago, I was doing this. Six years ago, I was doing this, you know, two days from now is January 6th. And I definitely remember what I was doing last year on January 6th. So, you know, I, I, I really am fixated on dates. And so this, the course is about sort of this generic, you know, Hey, what, what will happen? Leaving an open question. And then the verses basically get into a specific story. And this is honestly one of the first songs that I wrote where I really started to explore that new method of songwriting where I really decided to kind of leave my like life in the sun is very much these aren't people that I ever met. You know, like I got a friend, like they're not really. Like they're just it's just people that I'm just making up in my mind, right? But, you know, someday it was was really I think one of the first, if not the first, where I where I really started to say, you know what, no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sing about specific things because that's what matters to me. And and strangely, even though, you know, when I say, you know, I'll always remember the, the fifth of November, which is a bit of a call out to be for Vendetta, but you know, um second of September, twenty sixth of July, you know, these days they they won't have the same meaning to people that, that they have to me, but you know, I think people can identify with like that was a, there was a day um, when something specific happened, and and you know when that day rolls around again, you remember, you remember that that there was something that had happened on that specific day. So that's how that song came about, and that was one of the first ones where I where I based it around a, a synth line, um, as opposed to as like it's it's really based on a keyboard as, as compared to a guitar. Yeah, honestly, it's something that it's one that I that I'm not playing right now, but I always think about. Back. Just gonna say maybe because you wrote it based on a synth line, that's why it gives it that more like main character movie ending vibe. Like it's just it's such like a big like I don't know wrap up vibe is what I got from it. I really like that song though. <laughs> well, before we spin that one and say goodbye, is there anything to keep a watch out for? Shows coming up, albums coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I I think you probably found my stuff from that video that I posted, uh, which is a track called Our Video, which uh, we just released a live video of. Uh, but a lot of the stuff that we've talked about has been stuff I've been working on for a while, which I'm, I'm super stoked that, that, you know, is, that you're listening to and that I'm always happy to talk about it. Uh, but we do have, I got a lot of new material that I'm very excited about. Um, it's got a bit more like funk influences, jazz influences. And, and I, I have a lot, like I said, I, uh, I'm going to be doing some recording this year on some of that new material. And, and I really want to um, focus on getting Miles from Home Music out in a way that I haven't really before. Um, so I'm very excited about that. So yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled. I'm all, on all the usual places on the internet, Miles from Home. Remember this with a Y. Um, but yeah, then we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing lots of stuff this year. I can't wait. I'm so stoked to hear all your new stuff. Definitely going to keep an eye out for that. I'll also, of course, uh, link your Instagram page and everything in the background notes, please, to make it real easy for the listeners to find you. And thank you again so much for the interview today. I loved hearing your stories and listening to you talk. It was so amazing. This is Someday off that 2019 album, Reading, Writing, and Rhythmic.
over. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a blast. Join me again next week. I'll have a fresh Canadian band. We're going to make some new noise. It'll be great. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to playlists, episodes, and so much more. See you later.